Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Faith is the very thing you hope for. The substance, the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation, the hypostasis, the firm grip of hope. I was explaining it this afternoon to some people. Oh, the understanding was different. I wish I can just tell you Hebrews 11 1 every day. It will be different. You know what we got? You see, hope, you are allowed to hope. Hope is a good thing, it's not a bad thing. How many of you want some cars? You don't have it now, so it's, it's hope. So hope initiates it. But faith does not only happen when you hope. So, according to Hebrews 11, when you hope for that thing, then you look into the word of God to find out if that thing you desire is in line with the word. For example, you can't pray for Angie's husband by faith. It's not in line with the word, so it won't work. You know what I'm trying to say but if I'm looking for a microphone, a tablet, and so on and so forth, according to scripture, he has given all things that pertains to life and godliness. He loves my day with benefit. So you look into the scriptures and you find out these things are part of every good and perfect gift come from him. So you look out for the things that are in line with scripture. Once the word of God says so, then you feed on the word of God. You feed on the word of God in line with that thing. You feed on God's word. You know what will happen? The Holy Ghost, two things can happen to you. One, it's either you might not get it immediately, so it gets into your mind. Once it gets into your head, you must water it down to your heart because the believing won't start in the head, it starts in the heart. So you go on what we call meditation and you start meditating on the word of God that said all things that pertain to life and godliness have been given unto you. All things that pertain to life have been given unto you. You meditate and then until now you realize that the thing has entered into your heart. When it enters your heart, you start jumping it. It is mine. All things. You know, you start saying it. Then you know that the thing has entered your heart. That is one, one way. And then the other way is that it can immediately happen in your spirit by the Holy Ghost initiating it. That means you have become like a baby. You just believe. You just believe. That's why the Holy Ghost gives you the incentive. Now you see, when the Holy Ghost gives you that incentive, it does not necessarily mean that faith has happened. Because in the state of believing, you can disbelieve. But in the place of faith, you can't disfaith. Because faith lays hold on the thing. So see, once believing begins, you must make sure your believing has roots. 
that irrespective of whatever you see, whatever happens, you still believe. You still believe. It does not matter. The winds will blow. You still believe. Remember, the Bible says that the floods will come, the storms will come. But because you got your believing from the foundation of deep security, you still stand. And you still stand. And you still stand. Now, when you are done, you realize that the thing has laid hold on that thing which you hoped for. Once it gets into the grip of faith, nobody can take it away from you. That's how the process is like. Okay? But most importantly, there is something you need to do when the faith comes. Remember this week I said we were talking about prayer. Okay. So I'm talking to you about faith in prayer. Faith in prayer. We'll be looking at the imaginations and all that, but let's lay some foundations. Now you need to know that both prayer and faith emanates from the word of God. And they should come from the word of God. A good man out of his good treasure bringeth forth what? Good things. Don't always forget that. And who is that good man? You. The good man is what? The righteous man. Alright, the righteous in God. I'm telling you that prayer and faith must both come from the word of God. So actually, the word of God gives you wisdom in prayer. And I'm going to share with you that we are still praying today some prayers that God doesn't want you to pray. According to the word of God. Yet, that, those are the very prayers we pray. And the ones that we are supposed to pray, hardly do you find a lot of people praying. So you are praying and there's no wisdom in prayer. Are you with me? All right. I'm going to show you in scripture. And then you will see that the very things Jesus said we shouldn't pray for. We shouldn't pray for. In fact, you will know you and I. They are the very things we pray for most of the time. <laughs> and it's a simple scripture. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. So then, forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Okay? Look at it. For this is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body requires? You are not permitted to be asking God for drink. Asking God for clothes. Asking God for food. You are not. These bodily things are the very things we pray for. But Jesus said, they are the things unbelievers chase after. But for us, our heavenly father already knows the things your body requires. And 80% of prayers of all believers are in this life. Lord, give me this. Lord, give me that. Are you with me? Then he said, so, above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all this less. You are of a heavenly dignity. The kind of things God wants to pray about are not what you wear, what you will drink, what you eat. Yet, we have entered into the realm of less importance. 
And that's how we pray. Jesus calls them the less important things will be given to you abundantly. Abundantly. He didn't say pray for them. God never said pray for them. Jesus didn't say pray for them. He said your heavenly father already knows your requirement. He will provide. This is prayer in faith. So these things, you only believe. You meditate on it and believe that all your bodily requirement, all your earthly requirement are supplied. He knows. You see the difference here? Otherwise, you'll be throwing missiles away. These things you are asking, they are less important. Are you with me? Now I'm going to show you soon that there are some things that God gives them to you. There are some things that you have to take them yourself. There are some things you have to beg God for. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? There are some things he will give it to you, just like we just saw. And there are some things you just need to take because it has been given to you by right and by legal standing, grace. And there are some things that are not given to you. Those ones, you need to beg him for it. Now, I'm going to explain this to us. It will make prayer amazing. Now, in all these things that I'm talking about, you need faith. Don't lower your standard. You see, you see everybody praying for things. Praying for what they will eat, what they will drink, what they would. In fact, that is the reason people go to church. That's the reason, that's the number one reason why people go to church. But the Bible calls this is less important. God wants you to do business in deep places. Do business in higher places. Okay? I know your problem is that you have to beg God for it. That's what is growing in your head. Kings don't beg, but you will know. Not beg per se, but they, don't, they are not yours. They are wholly his. And those things, your prayer must cause him to go out of his way to do it. Otherwise, he won't do it. Including a prayer we have just prayed. Now, this prayer that Jesus was talking about, it was the Old Testament people, the unbelievers. They used to pray for fleshy things. We are not permitted to pray for fleshy things. Not because we don't pray for needs. But the needs are already known. I don't know if you get it. Your heart desire and your move by the Holy Ghost is not for what you drink or what you do. These things are surplus. They come to you. And they are what the Father gives you. That's what my Bible is saying. He said, your heavenly Father, he knows your need. Go back to 32. For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father, doesn't your heavenly father, doesn't your heavenly father, the word is already, already know the things your bodies require. So he's trying to say that, stop chasing after them. He knows already. 
your boy, Shemuel, does he go about chasing for clothes, food, and everything? You are his father. Don't you provide? Good. The day you see a baby walking around, why you go, I'm looking for food. Then his parents are irresponsible. <laughs> but it can never happen. So I just told you that it can never happen with your heavenly father. You must believe that he will grant you everything that your body requires. Say, I believe. I believe. So you see where we can spend time? You see, the Old Testament people, that's how they used to pray. They were praying for things. They were, that's how they were, because they didn't have him on their side. Not, not, you know, you know, understand what I mean by on their side. So, they, they, they have to pray for things, beg for things. But we have become sons. The kind of prayer God wants you to pray is not for these things. You are supposed to pray the New Testament prayers. Most importantly, prayers that have been recorded, written in the word. These are the prayers you ought to be praying. And those kind of prayer has nothing to do with your need. It has everything to open yourself, open you up into the fullness of God because of who you are. Are we there? Yes, You're asking God for shares. You're asking for... No, 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 no. No. All things are yours. You, you get it now? All things are yours. Okay. Now, so, I told you that there are different kinds of prayer. But we have the prayer of faith, which is important, which I want to talk about a little bit, and then um, supplication. Okay. Because I'm talking about faith in prayer. So the question is, at what point do I stop praying about one particular matter? Should I continue to pray over this over and over? Or I pray once and I stop? Because when you read the Bible, they said the man importunity that prayed and prayed and knock and knock and knock until, you know, and then some says you we pray, you ask for it and it's done. But you tried the done, it didn't work. <laughs> and then you tried the plenty one to Charlie one to it didn't work. So at what point do you stop? Let scripture explain things to you. Okay. Do you even know to start with? Do you even know it's not every prayer that goes to God? Some prayers must go to things. You must pray to things. It's not every prayer that you pray to God. Sometimes you must pray to things. Mark eleven twenty three. That prayer was for the mountain. That is where we use authority. Pray, what is prayer? Prayer means talking to God. So what it means? It's not all prayer that you talk to God. Sometimes you must talk to the situations. You must talk to the problems. You must talk to the very things. Is somebody's faith coming up? Oh, look at the TPT. You'll be amazed. Please, all of you look at it. Listen to this truth. I speak to you. Whoever says to this mountain with great faith, whoever say, say, in other words, whoever prays to this mountain with what? Great faith and does not doubt. Mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that what he says will happen, it will be done. What is this? Speaking to things by authority. 
speaking to things by great faith. You see, you want to direct every prayer to God. Things that you must use authority to do, you must use faith to do, speak to the matter, it will happen. Speak to the body, the body will respond. Speak to the leg, the leg will come out. But every day, Lord, let the leg come out. You want to go through God. What is your authority for? You get what I'm trying to say? So you must, you must know these differences so that when you are now offering prayer, you, just, you don't worry God. Ask Bishop Idahosa, this is what, one of the things he knew. It's not everything God. Some of the things, he tells the thing. Aeroplane, come back. And he comes back. Because some prayers go to God and God expects you to now do things. And I'm using you pray to things. That's where your confusion came from because you didn't remember that prayer means talking. Prayer just means talking to God, talking to a deity, talking. So sometimes you must talk to things. In your prayers, it's not everything. Father, No, no. Sometimes talk to the thing. You don't need to call God. Because you have some level of authority to make things work. Jesus said it. He said, listen to the, to the truth. Listen to the amen. Listen to the surety. Listen to the truth. I speak to you. So Jesus is saying, this is truth. This is truth. Start talking to things. Sometimes when I wake up and the tap is not flowing, I just hold and say, in the name of Jesus, you flow now. After some time, I come back and I check it again and I see it dropping. It starts coming now. Talk to things. Speak to things and believe. Okay? Now, let me help you here. One of the ways to make your confessions or your declarations powerful is continually read the word of God. Okay? Be in the word every time. Be in the word. Be in the word. Be in the word. Whether you have a need or not. Whether there is a problem or not. Keep reading the word. You know what it's doing for you? It keeps strengthening your belief system. Your faith keeps getting stronger. Your faith keeps getting stronger. Keep getting stronger. The day a need will come. If that need enters that realm, something will happen to that need. Now, you have not built anything. You know, sometimes you are supposed to speak in public when you go and things are happening. So in the name of Jesus, you are not about to do marako ba 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 like you are you are now staring staring what? <laughs> so you can be very sleepy and then you can just lay hands and the thing will go. Why? The faith is there. You believe, okay? Oh Jesus! Now, I was talking to you about the kind of prayer I've told you a lot of them, but you see, there's one called the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith, that one, it is just name and claim. It's one of the simplest prayer. Name and claim. You want a t-shirt, you name and claim. You want a car, you name and claim. You want shoes, you name and claim. There are simple things that you just name them and claim them by faith. Is it difficult? No. Because there are things that you can get by naming and claiming. So I told you there was a woman, I read one man of God's book and he was talking about how Kenneth Copeland, you know, there's a woman that loved Kenneth Copeland, but Kenneth Copeland is married. And then she got name and claim and then she said she wanted to marry Kenneth Copeland. So she was using name and claim to claim her husband. 
she did it for seven years. Yeah. But you see, that decision, that thought, is not in line with the word. So it won't work. It won't work. Because God won't kill anybody's partner for you. God will not. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, the people of old, eh, some of them, they believe this thing wrong. That's why you hear a lot of amazing miracles with them. Tell you, you name it. If they want a shoe, they name it. Can I take down? If you read this book on faith, you claim, claim $100. He's going for a, He said, this week I claim $105 in the name of Jesus Christ. I have it. I have it. I have it. By the end of that Friday, he asked for 105. He'll get 110. Then he'll be like, ha, ha, ha. He said, today, we, he said, this week, we claim this amount of money to repair, you know, the car. In the, and then they would hold hands with the wife. And then they would pray, we claim, we claim in the name of Jesus, we have $150. And so, yeah, yeah. And then it will happen. It's name and claim. It's so easy. Try it. Don't ever forget John 7, 17. Do you remember? John 7, 17. King James. If any man will do his will, he shall know of his doctrine. NLT. So always do it first. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. So the Bible says that the prayer of faith, name and claim it. So ask for something and speak and let it happen. So this week, name and claim. That's prayer of faith. That's how you exercise your faith. Prayer of faith. You pray in the name after speaking in tongues for a while. You say, Lord, this week in the name of don't go and mention something that is bigger than your head. You now, when you mention, you know your faith hasn't grown there. <laughs> you know that it's in your head. It's in your, I told you on Sunday, there are a lot of things you are asking that is in your head, but it's not in your heart. When I say this, because you've been looking for. You say, God, I have for $10,000. Uh, your heart is coins. So you can start with, Lord, by the end of this week, 200 Ghana cities. Lord, by the end of next week, 500 Ghana. You see, faith grows. So build it. Name, claim. What, it will boost you. Name, claim. You put, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Name and what? Sunday we have First fruit, name and claim. Name and claim. Pray it. Do it. Exercise your faith. Okay? But you see, name and claim can be done for certain things. But there are certain things you cannot name and claim. <laughs> and that is why you need the supplication, the endless entities of prayer. Intensive, long, prolonged prayers. For example, if you want to understand your destiny, the destiny Jesus has given you, you are not sure about your life. We don't name and claim. The point is that you are not even sure of it. So what are you naming? <laughs> what are you naming to claim? Now, those of you that you travel anyhow, supplication is used for that thing. Yes, I want to travel to US. I want to travel to Canada. I want to travel to the UK. That's what you want. But you must pray and find out that as you go after five months, 
it will still be God's will. Oh, please. Jacob left Canaan. It was not the will of God. He went. God said, I'll be with you, but I have not given you the land. So if God has not given you US, UK, things will blow up. Listen, we use the supplication prayer to look into things. Even if you are traveling from here to Kumasi, here to Cape Coast, don't just get up and go. Pray. Supplicate. Be in prayer. Pray. Long prayer. Pray, 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 pray. And find out if it is the will of God. So we use supplication to find out the will of God for a matter. Otherwise, you make the biggest mistakes. You make the biggest mistake. There's a man of God I heard. Another man of God was telling a story in Nigeria. Very powerful, anointed. I don't remember his name. Charlie, his time, Charlie, he was healings, miracles. They would invite him abroad. Charlie, the crowd. Miracles everywhere. Then, they even worked out citizenship for him. Then one day, he relocated with his family. Because look at, they are responding to him there. He came to pick his family. He went there. As I'm talking right now, he's begging men of God for food and for money. Yeah. When he went, everything was, he bought land, he bought this. You see, that's where you are confused. I told you, when wrong doors are open for you outside God's will, you might think God is still with you. So understand his will. Understand his purpose. When people go abroad and they say they are suffering, I just wonder, God never asked you. Because in 1 Kings 17, before he asked Elijah to go to Zarephath, he said, go, I have prepared a woman, commanded, instructed her to take care of you. If it is God's will for me to travel, I never wanted to travel. When it was God's will for me to travel, he made preparation. I was in one of the best hotels, enough money, everything, until I came back. And for several times that I go, Everything is perfect. God will not take you there for you to go and suffer. People think that it is God, like, like humble beginnings. Don't affiliate that with God. So it is God that made me go to Canada and I'm suffering. I know his time will be. You didn't inquire. Your heart was in the fact that you are going to abroad and you think you will make money. So you never spend time. Pray. And this one, it doesn't happen. Maybe one month, two months, you are still praying about this thing. Heartfelt, continuous prayer. You pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. You pray until, because I'm coming to where faith comes in there. You pray about this matter. Don't just get up, even from here. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to Takrade. Daddy, please, I'm traveling. I'm going to Kumasi. Sometimes, we will pray for you. Sometimes, we will help you in prayer. Don't make a mistake. People die foolishly and easily. Because you go into a, a territory where God is not involved. If Jacob has still stayed in Canaan, he will perhaps have supplied him. Just like when it was Isaac's turn. God supplied Isaac in that land. He said, don't go to Egypt. But he went. And God says, Abba, since your heart desire, let's go. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll multiply you. The Bible says, even when they were being beaten, they were multiplying. <laughs> then a king came. Listen, then a king came and he has never heard of Joseph. He said, let's brutalize these guys. Let's do them this. Let's do all their money, everything they had. 
left them. So actually, the Holy Ghost is just making me know. Most of the gold and the silver that the Egyptians gave them were partly some of the Israelites' properties. Didn't you read the Bible? They were not just in Egypt doing nothing. The Bible says God was with them. They increased. They were okay. That's why they didn't go back to Cana. They were comfortable. So God had to give them what belonged to them. But after several years, maybe not exact, but because the Egyptian took what belonged to them, they had to pay back. You get it now? If God is with you and he says travel to western region and reside there, he will instruct for you to be fed. He will take care of you. Don't be in a hurry. People are doing this you want to do. People are traveling to want to travel. It's good to travel. But inquire. These decisions, these are very heavy decisions. You don't just take it overnight. You don't just claim by faith. Father, as I'm traveling, I know you won't be good by faith. I claim that I am there and I'm blah. blah. <laughs> no, we don't do that. Don't put your life in cha-cha. Okay? Me, I'm telling you. That's why in the Bible, there are different kinds of prayer. And everyone has how we use them. Somebody's dying in your family. You think we use name and claim? We don't use name and claim. You know what Jesus said? He was talking about prayer. He said, you are sleeping. He said, pray. So that future problems will be spared. Pray. Most of us enter into problems today because you never prayed. And Jesus said it. Why you were not praying? Because you were sleeping. Luke 22, 45 and 46. Jesus went to pray. When I saw how Jesus prayed, I was studying the scriptures. I saw Jesus prayed. The Bible says he prayed. He prayed. He prayed. What was he? Why was he praying? Because of the trouble that was coming to him, the beatings, the swords, the thorns on his head, and all these kind of things that he was going to go through, he prayed so that he can endure. TPT, do TPT. He said, why are you sleeping? He asked them, you need to be alert and pray for strength to endure great temptation. To endure great temptation. Amazing. This is Jesus talking. He's telling the disciples, he said, why are you sleeping? 12 o'clock, you are sleeping. You've come to church on Sunday, so what? So you are sleeping. If God does not show you what will happen in the next five minutes, you don't know. The Bible says that pray for strength to endure. Go to 39. Jesus left the upper room with his disciples and as was his habit, as was Jesus' habit, was his habit, he went to the mountain, meaning that his habit was to go to the mountains every day, the place of secret prayer. The Bible never said Jesus' habit was teaching. The Bible never said Jesus' habit was preaching or Jesus, when it came to prayer, the Bible says this is his habit. Which means this is something he does over and over. What did he do? Prayer. The son of God. The son of God. He had the habit of prayer. We don't have a habit of prayer. We have a one time when we feel okay prayer. But Jesus had the habit. So yesterday, the Spirit of God led me to tell you that have a timetable of prayer, of discipline time. Look at the next one, 40. There he told the apostles, keep praying 
praying for strength to be spared from the severe test of your faith that is about to come. Prayer can cause your faith that will be severely tested to be spared off. Things that should come to you to test your faith. Continuous prayer can take it away. So you wouldn't have to go through. But the Bible says, if you happen to go through, count it all joy, my friend. But it is not easy like that. It is not easy. Men ought to pray. Hide behind prayer. And a lot of things will go. There are things we are going through today. You shouldn't have been going through that. There are things we are going through today. We should not. The Bible says that it can be spared. The severe, look at it, he didn't say test. He said the severe test, severe test of your faith that is about to come. The Bible says when prayer, and above all, I saw that all through, thank you Holy Spirit, all through this Jesus' words, after he had prayed, angels came. So Jesus had a lot of angelic visitations and invasions and support and strength because he's praying. You must pray because after prayer, angels come. So you have less angelic activities because you have less prayer life. And more so, it is not a habit. You pray as and when you feel like. You see, Christians are so interesting. You pray anyhow, but you want steady and constant result. When you close church like this, prayer doesn't come to your mind. Because you start the prayer from even from church. So you sleep from here. Once you get home, you are in the service or not, then you jump into bed on phone. Prayer run. When you feel that the Holy Ghost hits you to pray, our angels will beckon you to pray. Immediately, you go to bed and you sleep off. Then when you wake up in the morning, then you forget, then you feel bad that I didn't pray. For all you know, that day, there was a severe test of your faith coming. We were having a meeting. I told them I had to leave. My body was on fire. In fact, I was supposed to be in the room by 2 p.m. But I stayed there teaching them the word of God until 3. When I stayed for one minute, I felt my ears here hot. I just knew an angel touched my ear. I told them. I, I, felt, I felt like somebody pulled my ear. And it was hot. Very hot. So I told them I can't stay anymore. And I went. Immediately I went. I started praying. I don't know why I was praying. But I started praying. I started praying. I started praying. Until my body became okay. Perhaps... Something could be happening to somebody and my attention is needed in prayer. That is why we pray. This is who we are as believers. You see, the reason why you pray the way you pray is because you are always asking for what to eat, what to drink, and what to wear. That's why. So if it is not what to wear, what to eat, what to, then you won't pray. And the day you have what to wear, what to eat, what to drink, you don't pray. But Jesus said, keep praying. Keep praying. Yesterday after church, I slept for like one and a half hours and I woke up. I stayed throughout. But when it was 12 o'clock, I told mommy, madam, we need to pray. We're praying, we're praying. We prayed one hour, 20 minutes or so. Pray. I could feel my body is tired. My body is tired. But I don't want to reflect the apostles who Jesus said that their spirits were willing, but their flesh were weak. And so they slept. When Jesus came back the next day, he said, keep sleeping. But Jesus was the one who was going to die. So he did. He went, the Bible says he went a stone threw away from them. And then he knelt down and prayed. He prayed supplication prayer. 
Until the Bible says that his pores were open and the sweat came as blood. When he came, these guys had nothing. They thought everything was fine because Jesus was with them. But they didn't know that there was a time coming where Jesus would go away. And all the troubles that they could have prayed in the garden and averted were waiting for them. You never know what is waiting for you next week. Next two weeks. But the Bible says you pray now, you can avert them. You pray today, you have angelic activities. Somebody's trying to do something bad. Say something, put your name somewhere. You never know. That's why it's called supplication. If I knew it, I would name and claim. But I can't name and claim because I don't even know the thing to name. So what? I pray, I pray, and this is where faith comes in. I pray, I pray, I pray until I have the inner peace. That's what you know you are broken through. You pray until you see the hand as a cloud coming out of the waters. Pray until you have that sign. If you don't have that sign, the load on you will still be there. Now, every prayer you start, end it. Some of your prayers are longer. It's in progress. You never ended your prayer. You know why? You still pray that supplicative prayer as though you are praying prayer of faith. So the thing is hanging. It's, the matter is so heavy that you are doing name and claim. And so you didn't finish and there was no breakthrough in that prayer. That prayer still is existing. You have not concluded that prayer. How do I know that? Because when you finish prayer, it is faith that concludes prayer with thanksgiving. That's what Philippians 4, 6 says. He said, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, he said, prayer, comma, supplications with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the, you know, for every, every docket you open, you must close it. For every prayer docket you have ever opened, close, some of you haven't closed them. I'm telling you, the kind of docket you have opened. And it's a problem if you don't feel the weight on you that this matter is not settled. And you are fine. That is a big deal by itself. Pray and close the dockets. Pray until you know that, Charlie, I've prayed about this thing. This thing is done. Sometimes it can take you a day, two days, one week, two weeks, one month, two months. Sometimes I think it can take you six months to close this prayer thing. And once you close it, it is faith that holds it. And I'll show you why faith is the one that closes it with thanksgiving. When faith with thanksgiving closes this docket, Elijah, he prayed. He wanted the rains to come. He prayed one. He prayed two. He prayed. He could have just prayed and declared. But he didn't. He couldn't do that because rains are not for him. Rain is for God. And whatever belongs to God, you don't just name and claim. Whatever belongs to God, you need to beg. Or you need to pull his right hand. Because it's not yours. It's not coming your way. He has not given it. The Bible has never said God has given rain to men. He asked Job, do you know where the rains are? The storehouse. It belongs to him. What belongs? I'm going to show you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry, cry. I'm coming to show you in scripture. So you started praying about this matter. If it is marriage or whatever. Or somebody's what's some issue about in your life, in your family, you started praying about it. Then you prayed and when you got tired, you just name and claim, I claim this result. <laughs> Meanwhile, you just know that 
Charlie, the matter is not solved. That's the reason why it still worries you. But you have closed the docket. But you can't close the docket when, when the matter is not settled. So how do you know this docket should be closed? You get it inside. Some of you have never gotten that inner witness before. You don't even know what it is. But the point is that when you get there, you will know. When you get to that point where you know that the thing is done, ah, sometimes some laughter, you say some jumping. <laughs> you just know that you have learned. Immediately you get there, stop praying. Close the docket with thanksgiving. That's faith. Why, why should you do that? Because in this life, that problem that you prayed about, it will come back again. But when it comes back again, we don't go back to pray again. When that same problem comes, we don't pray it again. What do we do? You now use the word against it. Do you get it? Oh, Jesus. So supplication is important. You must pray it. Demons are worrying you in this life. Things are happening. Yes, the Bible says that you have won because you are born of God. But Satan and the demon won't stop worrying you. And you are doing name and claim. As you are sitting here now, you have no idea what Satan and the demons might be doing. What they are, you have no idea. I'll show you something in Mark 11. I'll show you that when you pray over matter and the thing happens, you don't use physical eyes to receive confirmation. So when we say pray, nobody's doing you. Charlie, I'm praying because one day, when our numbers and our impact go anywhere, the same foolish demons and witches that have risen up against men of God today, they will still rise up against you because that's their job. You are not the first, they rose up against Jesus. They rose up against Peter. They rose up against Paul. Won't you be wise? You pray today. The same thing you saw your father go through, your mother go through. Don't joke with familiar spirits. Don't joke with them. They are there. Don't joke. They, they, they are the dangerous ones because they know you. They are called familiar. Familiar. They know you. They know how you, they know how you snore. And that snore resembles somebody that 100 years ago that they were dealing with. They were dealing with somebody 300 years ago. You, you, you say, hey, you say another deep ball. You don't remember? You saw how we did it? We do the same. And they don't have any new skill. Whatever they did is what they will do. But when you pray now, when you pray now, that's why when we are praying, stop praying. Hey, serious. You are, you are, familiar, it's familiar spirit that's making you pray. Like that. You are praying from the flesh. And one of the dangerous things to do is to pray from your flesh. You pray from your flesh, you give hints. But the only thing Satan can touch is flesh. But the Bible says, ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. He said, when I pray, my spirit prayed. Stay in that place. Building up your most holy faith. Praying always in the Holy Ghost. You pray. You can be tired, but pull yourself. Pull yourself. You are praying. Because once your body takes over, your mind will be wandering. You realize that now you can't catch certain things, visions. I came to pray first. As I was praying, I was wondering why the rest are sleeping. They won't come and pray. And I was wondering. Immediately I came here again. Then I heard a still small voice say, Pray, Daniel, fix things. He said, Fix things. Then I began to pray. 
Don't you remember on Sunday? The Bible says that God uses the things in the unseen realm to confound, to substitute the things here. Because anytime we speak in tongues, they laugh at us. And they'll keep laughing until you begin to substitute things. So when we say prayer, Charlie, what breast said you want to carry Australia on your head? And you just came back. Pray. When we're on campus, Prophet and I, that was our lifestyle. We'll pray, we'll be tired, we'll go for lectures and come. But you hear that, Charlie, Norman. Norman is praying. Call upon your time. We run. We are tired. We say, Charlie, we'll go for two hours more. Upon your time. That tiredness is a fake one. After 30 minutes, it goes off. So I'll pray before I go and sleep. But you sleep before you go and pray. Now I'm telling you, prayer is difficult. Prayer is not nice. But it does a lot. It's like a bitter medicine. It's not nice. Do you know Kinjo? You know, when we're younger, yeah, Kinjo, mango tree, the back, with lime. You know, that bitter thing. They will say drink. But when you drink, fever will flee. Bitter pill. Chloroquine. Bitter, but it will clear malaria. So is prayer. Prayer is not nice. As you are praying, you are That thing you are doing, you have no idea what you are averting. Angels that came and went ahead to collect things, you have no idea. You listen to your body too much. The day you won't listen to your body, it will come. When the problems come, now look at the disciples, Acts chapter 4, that they are now praying, Lord, hear us. They are threatening us. Lord, give us boldness. Peter was Peter, Peter, he was sleeping. You remember Acts chapter 4? He is now praying that, oh Lord, look at how they are threatening us. You think it is new? The same people that are threatening you, they threaten Jesus. Jesus had to handle that by prayer. The Bible says, as his habit was. When I saw that in my heart, I, I wept. May we all change and have a habit. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny. Daniel Jedu for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many Many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.